Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air everywhere. Back in the podcast dojo. As it is our Saturday podcast, big night tonight, big afternoon, actually not night, big afternoon. The Maller meet and greet is today. I hope you heard Andy, the comic book guy who is kind enough to open his store to us this afternoon. All that information on the Friday podcast, but we're looking forward uh, to seeing you. And I'm excited about this podcast because the much anticipated return of a man whose life has been changed forever. I think we should call this podcast Father Knows Best. Fatherly (laughs) advice now from Daddy G Radio. Welcome back, Danny G, my man. Oh, yeah. Now, whenever I play the infamous Daddy Drop on the podcast, it has a whole new meaning. Daddy. Congratulations, man. I'm very excited for you and your lovely wife there. You guys, uh, everything seems to be going pretty well now, right? You got a little bit of a routine at this point. It's been a few days of things kind of settling down into a routine as far as the baby eating, pooping, diaper change, napping for just a little bit, and then waking up and putting it all on repeat. Yeah, it's quite amazing, the whole thing of life, because you start out needing that. And then when you're about to check out, if you're lucky enough to live long enough, you pe- need people to feed you and to uh, wipe your tuchus. It's fascinating uh, how, how that works. But uh, the the, uh, the kid looks great. Everything uh, I've seen, all the photos are awesome. You've been posting a lot of stuff. And so it's been it's been cool to see. And uh, you got to get that. That daily grind, right? I guess it's going to change a lot. Like the the first few years of the kid, it's uh, every uh, every month it, it changes, right? Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, because all of a sudden you're more worried about some little human than yourself. And 
you're constantly checking on this baby, even when it's napping, because you're like, is, is, is he blocking his nose and his mouth with his, with his hands? What, what is he, you know, you've got your eye on this, this little baby 24 seven. And then uh, the hospital's like, Oh, you have your first uh, doctor's appointment the next day. And so the next day we're in the car and we're taking this kid to a doctor's appointment and I'm like, but we just left the hospital. Why are we back at a doctor's appointment? And she's like, oh, you got to come back next week, too. And I was like, man, shit, this is going to be never ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, make sure you bring your checkbook uh, with you when you uh, come back. And uh, yeah, uh, well, because they have to do all the measurements, right? And all that's like it's like buying a car. <laughs> you got to make sure everything's working. All the spark plugs and all that stuff are our work and make sure everything's all right. It's more like getting a lemon. If you got to bring it to the mechanic every week, that's a fair point. Uh, That is a point. Fair point. And the other thing, which is fascinating is that, you know, this obviously we're in a, uh, you know, advanced country, but there's a lot of people around the world that don't live in places like this that are having kids. And, and me thinks Danny, they're not, not going to the doctor every week. You know what I mean? You know, it's just, uh, you know, it's better off doing it, but there is a path to not necessarily doing it. And then you have to wait a little while to get all like the, 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 the shots, right. You have to get those kid shots at some point. So I don't know how long they wait for that, but there's a whole, there's a whole list. They have like a laundry list, right. Of stuff you have to go through step-by-step with the kid. Dude. And some of these nurses inside the, uh, we went to like the mini Kaiser here where we live locally. Uh And the, the nurse who took us back into our room, I, I swear to God, Ben. I'm a doctor. She was uncoordinated. Oh, yeah. She, she was lost at what she was doing. She measured the, the, the kid's head in centimeters instead of inches. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> we found this out when the doctor came in and was like, what? what? Whoa. They look like aliens to us. They have big eyes. You know, the doctor thought the kid had the world's largest melon. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and also, she pulled up the uh, computer to try to schedule us for all these dumb appointments that probably aren't necessary until the kid needs the shots, like you said. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's just basically to weigh and measure. And my wife, he's like, he's eating too much. I'm not worried about any of that. So she's like, you know, looking in the computer. She's like, I don't understand what's going on. There is nothing available all next week. I, I don't get it. Uh, she was in 2022 in her computer. Don't! That would make it a little difficult. But if you had a DeLorean, Danny, yes. you could go back and you might be able to worry. So you had a walking disaster as a nurse. That's too bad. Yes. She was either having a bad day or she's just generally uh, bedraggled, I guess. Uh, yeah, so then you get, at some point, you're going to get the, uh, I always love the measurables, right? That you're Or the percentile. You're in this percentile or that percentile, and they they got the the math. That's the early analytics, Danny. That's the analytics for your son. Will be or in this percentile uh, for weight or weight or right. I mean, so you've got that. And the early signs are are he will be an NFL linebacker. And what team will he be playing for? The Las Vegas Raiders are all uh, be very upset. Well, by the time your son is 20, in his early 20s, when most people play in the NFL, the Raiders will likely have moved on from Vegas. They'll move on somewhere. I mean, don't they move every like 20, 25 years or so? 
It seems like it. Uh, just get us that bullet train that we need, and it'll basically be part of Los Angeles. It's it's a <laughs> suburb of L.A. It it's just that's the way it is. So, uh, but I did see the photo. Your uh, your son partaking in the family bonding. There, you were watching the Raider game. It's his first silver and black Sunday, even though it's practice football. It was uh, Raiders Niners in Vegas where the Raiders put the whooping all over the 49ers, and he proudly wore his Raider onesie. Yeah, he looked good, too. That's a good-looking good looking photo there. And I'm sure you will use that when he grows up to become a Cowboy fan. Uh, <laughs> you will use that as evidence to say from the very beginning, before you were even, like, you know, two weeks old, you were wearing uh, Raider stuff. So I almost feel like, Ben, that I should pose – him in lots of different NFL gear. That way, if he does finally make it to the NFL draft someday, we can pull out some bullshit story about how he grew up a fan of that team. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's that's solid. Of course, these days you can just Photoshop it, but it would be more fun, like yeah. with you in it. You know, they do the, like the father, son, and you get your wife in there, the mom, the whole family there, get the uh, other kids around there, and uh, yeah. Be, the dream come true. Yeah. When I was before I even knew what a football was. So have you been getting sleep? I, people have been emailing asking. I know we get the mailbag tomorrow, but people have been asking Danny about, you know, the, a lot of guys that have kids are like, oh, I'm sure Danny's not sleeping anymore. How's he going to handle, you know, working and all that stuff? So has it been terrible? Or do you have the the shift down? Are you doing, I assume you're doing part of the day and the, and the, uh, the wife's doing the rest of it? Wrong. But, uh, how's it work? We don't have our schedules down yet because for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the Covino and Rich show and I were doing the Dan Patrick show. Pleasure to be here this week for Dan Patrick. Yeah, that's true. There's a, there's a there's a piece that comes with that. Yeah, I mean, look at like I said, Jamar Chase is having to go to court to right. tell a one night stand to stop bothering my mother, my yeah. family. He's not worried about me. it. Yeah, so it's you know, peace of mind yep. better than peace of booty. He's not kidding. There was a moment last night where I was holding my new son Koa, and I looked at him and I was like, "Holy crap, what did I do?" <laughs> yeah, no, I, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, no, it, you know, it's such a blessing. There, there, are, there are times where you know you look back and you're like, "Yeah, single days in your 20s or 30s, it's it's a lot of fun, but peace of mind, you can't beat it." <laughs> As you know, you got to wake your butt up at 4 a.m. for that early morning show. Um, I was in the studios by 5 a.m. and then home around brunch time. So when I and when I got home, I needed a nap. But first, hold the baby and wash bottles and relieve my wifey a little bit. She has been a trooper, man. She's doing most of the hard work. I'm just her RN, if you know what I'm saying. I'm her assistant. Yeah. And I mean, it's got to be scary, right? Because the kid's so fragile, right? It's like it's got to be like. You know, you want you wait a little bit till the kid gets bigger, but you got to keep an eye on it. And uh, man, it's wow. yeah, it's like in high school when they made us carry those stupid eggs around. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't yeah. break mine, thank God. I got a good grade in that class, but it's just like that. And and you have this new sense of worrying about 
somebody that you have this really strong connection to immediately the moment he started crying when he was delivered blank my blank and blank you i can't even explain the experience strange almost like uh uh, how do you uh, see can't put it into words and parents would always tell me that like can't explain it to you you have to go through it and now that I've gone through it, I understand. I can't really explain it, except I feel like I have a GPS. As I get further away from him, closer to work, I'm I'm more worried and I have a little more anxiety based on the fact that I want to know that he's good all the time. So now you have to make the house like the Pentagon, where you have cameras, every, or I guess a Vegas casino would be a better. I think they have more cameras in Vegas than they do the Pentagon. And uh, you just get a camera everywhere. And then when the kid gets a little older, you'll put like an uh, Apple tag, an air tag. Yes. Inside the kid, just to keep track, uh, just in case the kid goes anywhere there, uh, you'll be able to keep track completely. And uh, that's that's the way to do it. Have you been eating regularly, Dan? I know I, I have heard uh, friends of mine that have had kids. You have a kid, you you know, you eat a little, a little more um, off hours. Uh, has that started for you, or have you been able to avoid the leftovers and the cold pizza and the half-eaten turkey sandwich and that kind of stuff? You know, it's funny because uh, my in-laws brought over these delicious lemon cakes. We didn't even eat any of them because we were like, okay, that's the kind of crap we were eating while she was pregnant. And now the right portions, um, there's like the right proteins on the plate now the past few days. And so my girl already has transitioned to, all right, now I got to lose this baby weight. I'm healing right now. And, you know, when she puts her mind to anything, she kicks ass at it. So, What's going to happen now is she's going to go back to eating very healthy like she did before she got pregnant. And there's not going to be a lot of in and out runs anymore the way there was when she was making this guy. So bad news for the local uh, in and out burger and uh, several other Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Sorry, but that that's over. That's over for now. So it's like training camp. You got to get back in shape, right? You got to get back and that whole thing and. That'll take a while. This new weird schedule that I'm creating, somewhere in there, I have to at least add swimming or, you know, cardio or something that where I'm getting my ass in gear again, because I definitely also have some baby weight to lose. Well, the move here from what I've heard from buddies of mine that have had kids is the three wheeled stroller. And uh, the uh, pushy pushy uh, where you go for the walk. And and uh, I don't know, that's not great cardio, but at least your body's moving. You're getting out. You can take the kid with you. Kid will probably be sleeping the whole time. Make sure it's covered so they don't get exposed to the sun or whatever. But that could be the way to do it. We have one of those fancy strollers that the kid pops off. It turns into a car seat. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And the stroller part of it is still in the garage. I need to put that part together. So I'm sure we'll be ready to take walks next year. (laughs) If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So are you still in the, I don't know if honeymoon stage is the right place, but I've I've also heard from my friends that have had the, the kids that when you first have the kid, like everyone wants to help you out. And then after a while... They might come and see the kid, but they, you're kind of you're on your own. But I think you're still in that nice period, right, where people are like bringing you food and stuff, and they're like, "Hey, what can we do? Let's help you out a little." It's funny that you ask about that because that was one of my wifey's um, takeaways after we got home. She's like, "Where are all the meals that I thought friends and family would bring over?" <laughs> Instead, it was us ordering Instacart and doing Costco and ordering from the grocery store where you just go park in their special parking uh, uh, space where they load the back of your car. Um, No, like I said, her, I said in-laws, it was, it was my mother-in-law. She came over with groceries and then um, my girl's dad came and visited the baby just for a few minutes this past weekend and that was pretty cool. And they brought some things and they brought a nice little Costco meal for us. That was nice. But other than that, um, nothing. there's been some things in the mail. There was actually a, a few packages, some clothing from the Maller Militia. 
Oh, nice. Cami and company. Yeah. 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 And, uh, a lot of it Raider related. That was cool. Yeah. There's been things in the mail. Um, it was in, in you back up a few months. It was a really cool baby shower and uh registry and like you and your lovely wife gave us a really, really cool gift uh, that's been in total use right now. And so, you know, I, I feel like I feel very grateful for anything that anybody gives you to help out because it is a stressful time financially. The fact that we had to do some of our own grocery shopping right now, not a big deal. I think my wife was just kind of kidding more than anything because she was like, I didn't think I'd have to be cooking or in the kitchen. And I was like, yeah, well, you're stubborn. Go sit down. I'll make you something. She's obviously the better cook than I am. So that's why she wants to get back into the kitchen so badly. Understandable. Uh, you know, from what I've heard, Danny, it's a fiasco when you're in the, uh, the <laughs> kitchen there. But, uh, you know, there's certain things like it, it's really hard to mess up air fryer stuff. Like, you know, it's like that stuff. It's pretty much set it and forget it. It's it's hard to have a catastrophe in the kitchen when you do the air fryer and all that. But anyway, congratulations. Dan. I'm happy for you. It's great. And I'm sure we'll get many updates on the uh, the changing world of your son here as we. As we move forward, uh, I did want to also mention on this being the Saturday podcast, uh, the the nor'easter, I call it, the unexpected trip that I had last week. And I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We made sure to have original podcasts, even though I was away on assignment uh, and I was unable to. Uh, you were away, Danny, because you had obviously your fatherly duties. I was traveling and uh, this was not a trip that I had planned way in advance. Uh, it was only a short amount of time um, and I ended up in Boston. I had a great time. Um, I can't really get too deep into it yet hopefully soon probably very soon i'll be able to give you some information on it but uh, i was mostly in boston but i ended up having a little you starting the east coast wing of chippendales yes uh, i've decided to branch out from being the overnight guy and i want to give people nightmares i'm going to start chippendales for fat guys Um, for the women who love fat men. And I think that's a great way to go. And what could possibly go wrong with that? Um, So, yeah, I was in Boston and I hit all the New England states, though. I did not hit Vermont. I was going to see Arnie Spanier. I figured, you know, I was in Boston. I had a I had I decided to stay a little bit longer so I could enjoy Boston because I had some work stuff. But and then I I went to uh, I called I text Arnie. The first thing about this, Danny G, is. Now, I used to work with Arnie a long time ago. We've known each other for way too long. But I went, I typed Arnie's number into my phone to text him. And I had not sent him a text in over 10 years. It was like 11 years the last time I sent him a text. So I was like, oh, man, that's a long. I I didn't even know it was still his number. So I sent a text. And I kind of was vague because I I wasn't sure. I thought maybe Arnie changed his number because it was like a, I think it was an L.A. number, and he's in Vermont, uh, the area code. So I sent him a message, and he wrote back, and he's like, who's this? Which tells me he deleted my number from his phone. You know, oh, what a either, either that or it was somebody else. So we're going back and forth, and it turns out it was Arnie. So then I'm like, all right, all right, you know, I, you know I'm in Boston. And, uh, I'd love to see you. You know, maybe go lunch or something, dinner. And 
Uh, he's like, uh, he's like, it's like two and a half, three hours from the, the where I was to where he is. And I was like, eh, I don't know about that. Yeah. So I didn't do it, but I do want to get to Vermont. I will see Arnie at some point when I get back to, to Boston, but I didn't get to Vermont, but we made it all the other new England States. I, I, the wife had not been to Rhode Island. I had been to Rhode Island. So we did the full new England one day trip. From uh, Providence, we drove down to Providence, Rhode Island. Here's a here's a fun fact. We went to to rent a car because uh, I originally did not have a car, so we went to this small commuter airport, which is a private airport outside Boston, which is where Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick and Gronk, well, he used to have. He's not there anymore. But Belichick and Kraft have their private plane, and Brady used to fly out of this private airport. And so the 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 guy at the uh, rental car place, you know, typical Boston New England guy, you know, he's rapping about and all these people that come into the airport, you know, and he's it, it's no commercial, it's no public, it's just for some reason they had a rental car place, but it's a private airport. And he's like, oh yeah, Robert Kraft comes, you know, he's very nice, very polite, you know, everyone loves him. Belichick, you know, total jerk, uh, <laughs> he doesn't talk to anybody, uh, and then he was talking about how great Gronk was and and all that, so. But uh, got the car, and then we ended up partly because the Uber driver to get to the rental car place is like, oh, yeah, you go down to Rhode Island, you know, and I had been to Rhode Island. My wife had not been, so we ended up driving down to Rhode Island, Providence, Rhode Island, the capital of Rhode Island, the smallest state. And it's only like, it was like 45 miles or whatever from where we were, so we drove down there, and then uh, my wife had to have breakfast. I'm not a breakfast guy, Danny, as you know. Uh, but my wife's like, we got to get breakfast. So we stopped at this place in Pawtucket, which was important to me because when I was a kid, the Red Sox AAA team was in Pawtucket. So it's always a town I had heard of, even though I, I wasn't a Red Sox fan. But the, I remember uh, this guy, Kevin Kennedy. Remember Kevin Kennedy? The oh, old, of course. Yeah. yeah, the old Red Sox manager. And he worked at Fox Sports Radio. And Kevin was part of a game the Paw Sox played in which was like the longest game in professional baseball history. And so I was, when I was driving through there, I was kind of looking around. I was like, eh, you know, I know the team is not there anymore. At least the AAA team is not there anymore. Uh, then we, we went to, uh, we went from there. We went back up through Salem. My wife loves Salem. That's her favorite town in Massachusetts is Salem. Uh, we stopped there. It's the, uh, the famous witch's place. And then I uh, went to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I'd never been to New Hampshire. It's beautiful. You know, it reminded me of for for those that have not been uh, like Santa Barbara, but an East Coast Santa Barbara. That kind uh, of like a night. Yeah. It's like Santa Barbara with that New England flavor to it. Uh, and then we kept going, and we drove up to Portland, Maine. And I'd never been to Maine. A lot of signs to watch out for the moose. A lot of trees. And uh, I really liked Portland, Maine. It was I thought it was outstanding. It was uh, really cool. A lot of restaurants, a lot of bars, a lot of nightlife, people out enjoying themselves. The weather was great. Um, so it was kind of cool. And um, and then uh, leaving Maine uh, that night on the way back to Boston, ended up driving through one of the worst rainstorms I'd ever driven through. We we saw, we were watching, we were having dinner at this restaurant in Portland and they had the Red Sox game on. And there was like a little rain at the Red Sox game. They were playing the, I think they're playing the Royals that night. There's like a little rain. It was like, ah, you know, whatever. 
I thought it's not that bad. I don't mind driving in the rain if it's not that bad. So we didn't even bother looking. I should have looked at one of the weather apps. So we get on the road. I stayed in Portland, Maine, probably was after midnight. By the time we, eh, maybe not. It was close to midnight. By the time we got on the road back to Boston, and so I'm I'm driving, and all of a sudden it starts raining. It was it was kind of a light rain. And then a few more miles down the road, right right between you know the end of the the road from Maine, like the last twenty miles from Maine into New Hampshire, and then in New Hampshire, just horrifically bad rain. Like uh, we're waiting for Noah's Ark to pull up alongside us and just brutal. And uh, it was like that for most of the way back to Boston. One of the worst decisions I've made to make that I should have just waited. I was like, ah, I'm going to let the storm pass, but didn't do it. Uh, And then I went back to Boston and we had, uh, a fine, uh, fine day there at the north end. I uh, did all the usual spots. Uh, went down. Actually, I took a boat tour. Not a boat tour. Just we cruised around a boat in the harbor there. And uh, did not get to a Red Sox game. Um, there were a couple of reasons for that. Ticket's very expensive. And my brother who drove up from New York to hang out, my, my sister-in-law and my wife, not sports people. So it would have just been for me, and it would have been a lot of money for people that aren't really like sporty people. Yeah, it would have been a waste of money. If it was just me and my wife, I probably would have done it. Um, and I actually had a connection. If we had been able to go to one of the games with the Royals, I actually know I know somebody who probably could have uh, gotten some freebies, but I didn't. They were playing the Tigers on Friday, and I, I don't know anybody from Detroit. So. So that was that. So that was my nor'easter experience. But we'll have probably some more details on that uh, coming up. There's some things that may or may not have been left on the cutting room floor, Danny. Yes. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you know, you always learn something on the Fifth Hour podcast. Um, you were in the OG Portland, because I remember learning in school that Portland, Maine was founded much sooner than the West Coast counterpart. Yeah, and wasn't the... I heard the story, too, and they were the Portland and Oregon. They Didn't they do, a, like, a flip? They were going to call it either Portland or was was it Portland or Salem or Portland or Boston, and they decided on Portland? And weren't they deciding between... I think, if I remember hearing the story correctly, it was like a flip of the coin or a vote or something like that, but it was either Portland... They're going to name it off Portland, Maine, or they're going to name it off another New England city like Salem or Boston. I think it was like 65 years that Portland, Maine was there before Portland, Oregon. So if you ever wonder which Portland came first. Now, you know, the rest of the story, and that is not the town called Portlandia. That is that is different. All right. So here's the. History of Portland, Oregon. This is the kind of content you need on the fifth hour. This shows you we're, we are versatile, Danny. We are very versatile on, on this podcast. So how did Portland get the name? Uh, in 1845, the name of Portland was chosen for the community by a coin toss. Mm. Yeah, it was a coin Versus toss. Versus the penny. Yeah, they flipped a coin to decide... And uh, there were two versus the coin says uh, the two people involved in this. Oh, yeah, I I think I kind of got most of it right. I think I think I got kind of we're just talking out of my ass. I think I got a lot of it right. So the site of the future city of Portland, Oregon, was known as American, Canadian and British uh, known to American, Canadian and British traders, trappers and settlers going back to the 1830s, early 1840s. It was known as the clearing and it was a small stopping place along the west bank of the, the big river there used by travelers to go between Oregon City and Fort Vancouver. Uh, and so uh, there was a Tennessee pioneer, William Overton, and Boston, Massachusetts lawyer, Asa Lovejoy. Uh, I believe I might have been mispronouncing the first name. A-S-A. Uh, Asa? Is it Asa? Asa Lovejoy? I don't know. Uh, anyway, so this is uh, a... Person from Tennessee, person from from Boston, and uh, they they were trying to figure out what to call it. And uh, Overton sold his half of the claim to this other person, Francis Pettigrove of Portland, Maine. 
and they flipped the coin to the side. Pettygrove won. And then uh, this guy, Lovejoy, uh, sold his half of the land. And the rest is history. There you go. Who it would have been great to be alive back then because we would have been millionaires. Yeah, you could have just named crap after yourself or whatever you felt like and have a fine time. Like Tom Cruise on a horse and then just plant your flag in the land that you want. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, why don't we have the phrase of the week? You want the phrase of the week, Danny? I know you need the phrase of the week. Uh, let's go. Well, this is your ballyhooed return to the podcast. Your much ballyhooed return to the podcast. And the phrase, which actually the word of the week this week is ballyhooed. Ballyhooed. So I only have a little production piece where it's me with Echo saying phrase of the week. This is word of the week. Yeah, this is totally different. This is nothing like the phrase of the week. Okay, let me nothing. Let me let me do a remix then. Word of the week. The word, word, word. Uh, word is ballyhoo. It's a fun word. It's in my lexicon. I don't use it all the time. I use it occasionally. I'll probably use it more after this on the Fifth Hour Podcast. So ballyhoo is a word that dates back only to the 1800s. It's not that old a word. It's it's common usage is dated back to 1908. It's from circus carny slang. And it's supposed to be a short sample of a sideshow. So ballyhoo is circus jargon for a short sample of a sideshow. It was used to lure customers in the early 1900s. And that's that's the the origin. It obviously goes back further than that. The, the word uh, was used in various colloquial senses, they say the word experts in the 1890s. And there's even a town, a village in County Cork, Ireland. Ballyhooley is the name of it, which it's in Ireland. It dates way back before 1900. Uh, but they don't know for sure where the phrase originally started, other than the common usage, which comes from America. They say they're in nautical lingo. Balahoo was a sailor, uh, sailor's contemptuous word for any vessel they disliked. And it, they actually took it from a Spanish word. So there you go. The, the word of the week, not the phrase of the week. The word of the week. Word of the week. Ballyhoo. It is Saturday today, Danny. I have the Big Maller meet and greet. Uh, and you, of course, have father duty today. So I will yeah. be at a comic book shop with Andy, the comic book guy. Eddie's going to be there for one hour. So if you want to see Eddie and you're hearing this in the morning, you want to be there from 2 o'clock until 3 o'clock. I'll be there till from 2 until at least 4 o'clock. If people are still hanging out, I'll stay longer than that if people want to talk to me. Otherwise, I'm gone. Uh, but I, I plan on being there at least till 4 and possibly longer. And I will be baking. I'll be bringing, I should say, no, I already baked them. I'll be bringing Danny my homemade chocolate chip cookies. And oh, I saw this. I saw this uh, on your post about the event, and it made me want to pack up my week and a half old baby and come join the fun. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, your your kid be a rock star there. Uh, but so I'm I'm baking the cookies and I'm using a hack that I got from Alf the alien opiner. So if the cookies suck, 
I'm going to blame Alf. But Alf is on TikTok. He's a cool hipster on, on TikTok. See, I'm not on TikTok, but he sent me this video on how to people said my cookies were too flat. So I need to I need to fatten up my cookies. I need to uh, have my cookies stand at attention. So I uh, there's a little hack. We'll see how it goes. And I'm going to make as many cookies as I can make. And then when we run out of cookies, that's it. Game yeah. over. You know, so some Aaron Rodgers mushrooms to fatten those babies up. Yeah. All right. And uh, and that's it. So we'll, we'll put the baby to bed and we'll have another podcast on on Sunday. So we'll be back That's with right. mailbag. And I, I also have some other stuff we can mix into the Sunday podcast. We have uh, pop goes, the culture. There's some safari kingdom stuff that's in there as well. So we got a lot of stuff for you, including the mailbag on Sunday, right? We'll chat with you then. Can't wait. Mail mother sucker. And later skater. Got a murder. Got to go. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.